0: Hey guys, welcome to the After Church podcast, where we take what we hear on Sunday and apply it to our lives on Monday. This is the last in our series, uh, Unexpected, and so today is week four of the Advent uh, season, and we're talking today about how God gives us peace through Jesus Christ. I'm going to be part. I'm going to be. There's going to be two guys talking with me, (laughs) Kurt and Gary. Oh my goodness, let's get into the podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the After Church Podcast, where we take what we hear on Sunday and apply it to our lives on Monday. Today, we're in week four of the Advent series. Today, we're talking about unexpected peace. I uh, got Kurt Petersheim to my yes. left, and Gary Thompson to my right. Hello. How you guys doing today? Good. Doing, doing, good, doing all right. right. So far, so good. Got all yep, your Christmas so shopping good. done? We're working on it. I mean,
1: my wife does all of that, which is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> she gets a, She gets ahead, so... We, you really don't know, done. though. We've been done because she's been done. So yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any idea. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, what are we talking about? This is week four. What candle are we lighting? Week four,
1: unexpected peace. Yeah, and we're lighting the last purple candle, which is the peace candle or the angel candle. The angels come and and we really talked about this last week too with the angels, but the shepherds were kind of the main focus. But this week, as mm-hmm. uh, the angels show up and announce the that uh, you know Jesus has come, he's been born. They announce it to the shepherds and. Um, and even Isaiah with his prophecy
0: that we'll read here in a second about him being the Prince of Peace. So, All right, yeah. So baby Jesus comes to bring us peace, bring us right. peace. Um, yeah. And in in the message, so the, the main topic is that that Jesus gives us peace. We talk about peace being prophesied, mm-hmm. peace being purchased, and then peace being provided. Mm. Um, I mean, what do you what do you think about when you think about peace? What do you?
2: Well, you know. The scripture talks about him being the Prince of Peace, which is, uh, we, were, we were talking a little bit just an interesting description that, you know, that, that, that that's who Jesus is, that one of, one of the things that he, he's the Prince of Peace, that uh, we can't have peace without Christ, mm-hmm. that um, when we talk about it being purchased, that we, we, uh, we live in hostility. Um, towards God, because of our sinfulness, we had to have somebody purchase that peace, and Jesus came to yeah. give us that. So that's what that's what I think mm-hmm. about most of all. I know it's more than that because it, it allows us to have peace with God and peace with others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, both of those things. But that's what I think. Yeah,
0: some kind of all encompassing peace. Mm-hmm. I when I think of peace, I can't think. I always go, you know, the hippies in the '60s, mm-hmm. and <laughs> oh, okay. like I can't I can't think of peace without seeing the little peace symbol mm-hmm. all the time. I don't, I don't yeah. even know what it is, but it's just a it's a broken cross. Some people say it's a broken cross. Some people say it's a right. dove's there's, footprint. There's or... conspiracy
1: theories about it for sure. I don't know. I haven't. I don't have
0: any idea it. either. But anyway, no. subscribe to it, I guess. Man, what, do you, what, <laughs> do you, what do you think about peace? What do you think about? like? Yeah. Uh,
1: I mean, I feel like this week especially is maybe the most um, just really straight gospel message of the Advent series mm-hmm. that, like you said, Gary, that mm-hmm. Jesus is our peace. We don't have peace with God and we can't have peace with one another without Christ. Mm-hmm. Um I go all the way back to the garden, and I think about that Adam and Eve moment of their sin, and then their 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 peace with one another is broken. But also, they feel shame
2: mm-hmm.
1: before God, and I think that's also with each other, even in right. like this weird. And there had to be instantly; they're kicked out of the garden. Certainly, they had some arguments right after that. It's right. your fault, and they even <laughs> blamed you know yep. Adam blames Eve, and Eve bl- it's just man. There's no peace in this world, mm-hmm. you know. Th- like we live in a world that is just full of conflict, mm-hmm. and. um Obviously, and that stems from our lack of peace with God. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just such good news as the angels announce that, yeah. that Jesus is our peace,
0: and something we all must be looking for. I mean, you you reference it there, just the the peace on earth. I mean, we talk about yeah. like that. Isn't that the um, whenever the beauty pageant answer to all the questions? You know, everything's like <laughs> world, world peace, yeah. world peace. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah well, where did you go to college? Yes, world peace is what I'm all about. <laughs> you know, um, but it, but because yeah. it's missing. Right, mm-hmm. like it's something that's missing in the world. There's always since we all know the it. fall. Yep, there's been on a global scale wars and right, you know, people f- vying for power and that's not peaceful. Um, even uh, the, the, that period of time in, in first century in Rome, the Pox Romana, the the peace of Rome, mm-hmm. which they ruled by killing people, yes, right? right? Like by yeah. threatening people, but yeah. that's called the pe- the most peaceful time <laughs> yeah. is when people were dying. Anyway, so uh, you guys were talking about it on a a scriptural scale, and I think that's where we should lean in today. So let's just, let's look at uh, Isaiah 6, 9, again, or 9, 6, that prophecy. If someone have it. I got it. Yeah, go ahead. Read that, Gary.
2: For a child is born to us, a son is given to us, the government will rest upon his shoulders, and he shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. What a, what a, what a statement. Never end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And, the pro- and the prophet, we know now, this side of the cross, we know he's talking about Jesus. Right. Um, but he likens him to God. He's the mm-hmm. mighty God, yep. the, the strong one that will actually give us peace, which we sometimes, I think, forget, right? Like, peace comes because of somebody's strength. It doesn't yeah. just exist on right. its own, uh, and that peace being from you know Christ, the mighty God. Yeah. Interesting.
1: And it is like, he, you know, he says he'll reign on David's throne. Obviously we got this picture of him being, and this may where the unexpected comes in. I'm mm, maybe jumping the it. gun a little bit on you. know, no, but mm. as we're talking about that, just the, the unexpectedness of what, how would he bring the peace? Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, Pax Romana, yeah, we got peace, but because we got a sword right. and, authority. and we're killing folks here yeah. um, where his peace is brought through his own death. Mm. You know, and then the giving of His Spirit to His people to live in peace with God and one Mm -hmm. another—kind of this—it's incredible, man, and just Mm -hmm. the the beauty of the unexpectedness of how He would then bring in the peace without a sword of His own, um, yeah. But to die, actually die, not kill,
0: yeah, but die. The and essentially the final death, right? Like when the when the all the battle, the cosmic battle is over. In the end, Mm -hmm. what's the last thing to die? It's death. Death is death itself. Death gets its final death, mm-hmm. and in that, then life eternal for for the those who believe. Yeah, uh, that's a beautiful picture because that's then ultimate right. peace is when that power displays itself not in yep. death, but maybe that ultimate yeah. death, yeah, sacrifice. Anyway, yeah, it's interesting to think about. Um, I, was gonna, I was I had a question while you were talking. Now I've forgotten it. Oh, about the unexpected <laughs> part. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. What like what? What do you got? Anything more? I just want to push in a little bit more on the unexpected theme of peace. How do? How do why? Why is it unexpected as we looking at it?
2: Yeah, I thought. I'd be rambling. Go
0: first.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the first thing that pops in my head when you asked that is is and Gary alluded to it a second ago, just the peace with God and men. Hmm. Right, okay, yeah, peace on earth, and uh, to to men on whom His favor rests, right, and all these kind of things, and even uh, the most clear place I think we see that in the New Testament is where Paul is explaining it in Ephesians two, and he kind of gives us the first ten verses as sort of peace with God. We were dead in our sins and transgressions, hmm. you know, and all these things, but made right with Him, and then. The whole rest of the chapter is, and now you've been reconciled to each other too in God, and you both have access to God. They talk about Jews and Gentiles, and that to me is sort of an unexpected part of it. Like it wasn't just about relationship with God; that's mm-hmm. the first part, but relationship now with one another and this peace on earth, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on whom God's mm-hmm. favor rests. And yeah, I just love that beautiful picture. That man, God cares about our relationships to
2: each other, right? Too, mm-hmm. you know. The unexpected part of me was that we think peace is the absence of conflict or the mm-hmm. absence yeah. of problems. The unexpected part is <laughs> that all that's still there. It's what's going on inside of you, mm-hmm. in your heart, uh, with, uh, in the midst of all these things going on, that you can have peace uh, in the the toughest of storms, mm-hmm. in right. the 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 biggest conflicts, that, that there's, there's a peace out there that, uh, for us. Because I, 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 I think when, when he was prophes- prophesied to be— the Prince of Peace, and even this, this peace will never. That they were thinking that you know God's going to reign. There's not going to be a problem. Yeah. We're going to win. We're the in government's charge. on his We're shoulders. in charge. What yeah, that so you're, yeah. that's what they were thinking. There's mm-hmm. not going to be any wars, no yeah. peace, and and that's what I think is unexpected.
0: That is unexpected. And, you know, and when you mention that, that makes me think of what uh, the Israelites in the first century who were waiting on the Messiah to show mm-hmm. up, waiting for the Prince of Peace. They are thinking peace for us just right us. right we don't care if all the pagans and gentiles die right. or fight right. amongst themselves forever right. like they can and go probably fight. that's what peace mm-hmm. for us means mm-hmm.
1: like now it's just jews
0: yeah. and all yeah maybe you know right. that might be what they're thinking so. yeah. but instead it's peace to all mankind right? yeah. like that's a big deal <laughs> yeah it's always bigger jesus is always like bigger than it what you, you think is going to have. bigger, happen. bigger. Yep. i love that but cool. having peace despite the situation mm-hmm. i think is a big uh, big part of that mm-hmm. i appreciate you bringing that up but well, let's let's jump to the Gospels, uh, at least to John uh, nineteen and John twenty, because here we have, uh, you know, I think Kurt, if I'm not mistaken, you put this verse John nineteen in here. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I want to hear what your take on this. I'm gonna read it and then you you break it yeah, down for sure. us. But uh, John nineteen verse twenty eight through thirty mm-hmm. says, Jesus knew that his mission was now finished, and to fulfill Scripture, he said, "I am thirsty." A jar of sour wine was sitting there, so they soaked a sponge in it. They put it on a hyssop branch, and they held it up to his lips. When Jesus had tasted it, he said, It is finished. I want you to tell us what that <laughs> word is in a minute. Uh, sure. It is finished. Then he bowed his head, and he gave up his spirit. So what? why Why are you using that verse this uh, yeah, this week? Just and, as we're talking about peace, and like I said, really?
1: Um, I really feel like this one of the Advent series is where the, the gospel comes to culmination, that we see what Jesus has done, right? And so for the Jews, there was this this idea also, it's a word, but as an idea for them that they kind of lived for all the time, it was shalom, Mm -hmm. shalom to peace, right? To them was not just like peace, like you said, no strife or no whatever. Right. It it was really this like wholeness of life Mm -hmm. and being in harmony with God and one another, really that idea for, for them. So they were always hopeful that Messiah would usher in that perfect shalom forever. Mm -hmm. Obviously not knowing exactly how that would happen or what that meant, but when Jesus says it is finished, right? So, we have, and you've probably heard these things um, from time to time. If you've been in church for a little while, like in the Greek, it's tetelestai. "to tetelestai. Um, tetelestai. So that right. means it is finished. It is complete. It is perfected, whatever. Um, but Jesus wasn't speaking Greek when he died on the cross. John wrote it in Greek. Um, Jesus spoke Aramaic, um, and scholars that best I could find, and I did as much research on this so I could find, it, like try to nail down like what was it that he would have actually said. The best I could find um, that many scholars agree on is that he probably said a word that was something like "mashalem." or shalema, one of those two versions of that, which is a, a, from the root of shalom, shalem, mm-hmm. um, ma shalem or shalema, um, which would mean something to the effect of, the same as the Greek, it is finished idea of, it is done or it is peace, it is mm-hmm. peaceful. Um, like, I have accomplished peace mm-hmm. here. Um, which to me, man, I just think adds a layer to this for, for what we see when Jesus died, that he was saying, I've purchased it. I've done it. I've completed it. I've done all the prophecies. I've done all the, all the things. Even like, you know, he was thirsty. That was a prophecy. Like, I'm mm-hmm. thirsty. And he drinks the thing. And then he goes, it's done. Like, mm-hmm. I've finished. I, I, I've now accomplished the piece that that I came here for. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just a just such a cool little yeah, cool. picture of what happened there on, that, on yeah. that
0: cross. Yeah. Man. Um, And I'd never heard that before. So me that's, that's, I think you've... Think I, it a couple
1: of years ago, I was just thinking about it. I was like, he didn't speak Greek. Yeah. I've always heard to tell us that I was like, wait, he wasn't speaking Greek; he spoke something. So I was like, what did he say?
0: Yeah, that's so, pretty cool. Yeah. Well, then, just a chapter uh, after that, we get his resurrection, mm-hmm. and he comes back uh, to spend some time with his disciples. Yeah. You know, when he suddenly shows up behind lock a locked door. Yeah. You know, they're like, whoa! <laughs> um, and in John twenty verse 19, 20 and twenty one, um, suddenly Jesus was standing there among them. Uh, and he says, peace be with you. Mm-hmm. And he spoke, and he showed them the wounds in his hands and his side, and they were filled with joy, which we talked about last week. They were mm-hmm. filled with joy when they saw the Lord. Again, he said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. So in that in that passage, after the resurrection, um, with his disciples, proving that he's defeated death, mm-hmm. he says, peace be with you. Mm-hmm. He says, peace be with you right. again. And then he kind of gives them this Great Commission, maybe John's version of the Great yeah. Commission, but now I'm I'm sending, sending you. you yeah. Um and I just want to talk about that for a second because I, I I find it um man, it would be comforting if you're in that room and sure. here's Jesus, you're like, oh my gosh, this is game changer. Right. <laughs> like we're gonna make it. This yeah. is okay. Like we're we're hiding up here, we're scared, but this this is the real guy, this really is him. Mm-hmm. Um, but then to hear two times, man, peace. Like yeah be at peace, peace be with you. I'm giving it to you. We know from this story also, he gives the Holy Spirit to them. Yeah. Um, but then to send them on mission. Hmm. And I thought that's an odd way to finish peace, Right, peace. Now go on mission. Yeah. Um, and I just wonder like how much peace when you know you're doing what God's called you to do, <laughs> mm. is there just pure double peace, <laughs> double peace in that? Yeah. Uh, ever ever find yourself in that situation is it something like that strikes you?
2: Yeah, you know, especially him saying it twice right mm-hmm. there. It's odd, you know, whenever, you know, when Jesus whenever Jesus said something twice it, it, to me it's emphasized. It's yeah. when anybody says it twice, when he says it, I'm like, okay, what's going on here? But I think that's a great point, Trey, mm-hmm. That he's emphasizing peace and there's peace in doing and following me.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he had told
1: his disciples before his death, I'm going to send a new person. Mm-hmm. Right? He's yeah, the advocate, right. um, and he talks about peace in John 13, 14, 15. He talks a lot about this and sort of this reference to like what's coming, mm-hmm. and you stopped, but in verse 27, it says, after he says, I'm sending you, and then he goes, and he breathes on them mm-hmm. and says, receive the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Here it is. Okay, so what is this peace as he's sending us out and to do the mission that he's given us? He's like, I don't know if he's just being sort of dramatic or if it, <laughs> I don't know if it's really, he was breathing. I don't, I don't know. But right. Like he breathed out and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Now you have the, the gift and the seal of the peace to actually give what I've promised you. Yeah. And now you have yeah. it. Now you can go. Yeah. Right. And same thing he says in Acts 1-8, where he gives the commission that you're going to receive power when mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you're going to go be my witnesses. So yeah. it's all about this giving right. the Spirit. And then and that's, I think, connected directly with that peace for them that yeah. they've now received it.
0: And what's the promise in Matthew that he gives at the very end at the Great Commission? I Was he going to, well, I'll be with you. with you, I'll be yep. with yep. you, like forever. So, um, yep. man, that's peace. Like, if you know the Lord's with you, right. <laughs> that's both strength Absolutely. and amazing peace. So we're we're talking all about peace. Let's get one more and then we'll jump into our discussion questions. But in Luke 2, back to our Mm -hmm. traditional gospel story, um, suddenly the angels, uh, suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, (laughs) which those are angels, (laughs) the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those uh, with whom God is pleased. You you referenced it earlier. Um, I just like the little tag at the end, though. With whom God is pleased. So, who is it that gets the peace? Yeah, with those All whom those. God is pleased. And what kind
1: of army announces peace? Yeah, true. It's not what armies do. A- right, an
0: army that's already won the victory. <laughs> yeah, right, like yeah. it's,
1: it's like we we're not here to slay anything right now. We're we're announcing we have the victory and you know or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just I love it. It's his his mm-hmm. armies are there, but it's peace. Yeah,
0: peace. And we talked about last week. Uh, Cameron was not in your seat last week, but uh, it was supposed to be. Um, Little, we're, gonna keep, we're gonna keep. Cameron, was Cameron. tired. <laughs> he was shopping for Christmas, that's I'm sure. Right. <laughs> um, but we were we were talking about how uh, angels, how when they show up in scripture, people are always terrified, and we, oh, yeah. we picture them differently than the armies of heaven. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I just think that's fantastic. Like, don't be afraid. So our action step for this week um, is to and. So simple, easy breezy, uh, just make peace with God and somebody you're at odds with. So <laughs> yeah. nothing to it, right? Nothing
1: too hard. Nothing yeah.
0: to it. Uh, but that's the same action step for us as adults, also with your kids this week. So um, maybe in your effort to help your kids make peace, maybe that's the easier one to start with. Hey, if, if you're, at, if you're uh, at odds with little Billy, like, let me show you how to say I'm sorry, and here's how you do it. And then you'll also learn that you're probably at odds with somebody, too, and work through yeah. that as well. And if we're at odds with someone on earth, Mm -hmm. are we not at odds with our Father in heaven? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's a little harder pill to swallow, probably. All right, so that's action step. That's going to take some prayer, work on that, uh, report back, let us know how it goes. (laughs) So let's look at some questions for reflection, guys. Um, The first one is just to describe a time when you were not at peace with someone. Something that maybe you can share with everybody, but...
2: I'll go. Um, I've shared this for, so it's still, it's not, I'm not proud of this moment, but, uh, somebody needs somebody from this years ago, probably 15 years ago, somebody from the church needed help. They were, they were in a mess and I didn't help them as much as I could have. Hmm. Um, and a lot of reasons went behind that. I'm not justifying any of it, but Every time I saw this person, it was awkward after that because they knew it and I knew it. And maybe the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit was just on me, like, "Hey, man, you, you you know." And I'm telling you that I'm a pastor, and I I don't we don't always get it right. I didn't get it right that time, and it was just a a, a, a disconnect. There was a distance mm-hmm. in that relationship, and and I remember that. Mm-hmm. You could
1: feel it. Yes, you feel it. Yes. Are we sharing the reconciliation part or just
0: the just okay, tell so- us? I'm hoping we get there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause we should, cause this, cause this, I want this, this to, is a good cause story. Cause I look bad right now. <laughs> yeah. This
1: is a good story, Let but it started really, it was at the one I think of that was, um, it was at camp last year, two years ago, um, at, at our uh, youth camp that we do over the summer. And there was, there was a couple students there and they didn't even go to Eastridge, but I'm over the camp and like, well, you know, so we're in charge of all the students, um, who had, they, they just had some issues with the camp in general. Okay. So there were just some things going on. Long story short. Um, you know, we had to just kind of talk to them a couple times, me and the other leaders and have some conversation and they were pretty defiant and adamant about where they were with certain things anyway, just not to go into too much detail with it. But, um, in our conversation, just, it came to a point where they were just, they were mad and they hated being there and they hated me and they hated God. And I mean, they just hated it all. Um, mm-hmm. and they wanted to go home and all these things. Um, and, uh, honestly, I don't feel like in our conversation, in our conversation, um, I don't feel like I handled it super well. Um, I think I probably came off more harsh than I needed to. Mm-hmm. Um, and at, in the moment, I think I was feeling justified. And and again, they had done things that they shouldn't be doing, but at the same time, I think I just didn't handle it well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ended up being pretty convicted about that mm. later. So maybe we'll get we'll, to that in a second. We'll yeah, yeah.
0: I, Mine is, um, and I'm sure you guys won't be able to relate. So just try to bear with me here. But with my wife, um, <laughs> yeah. man, just the other day, I, she was, she was emotional about something I had done. She was like, you, you, you didn't, you weren't listening to me. Like you, mm-hmm. th- this is not what we said to do. It's and you've already, you've already me, done actually. it. You've already done this. Like you've, it's gone and done. Yeah. And I'm like, no. Okay, maybe I misunderstood. Like, I'm on, but now I got to double down, right? Mm. Okay, well, I misunderstood, but I still did the right thing. Like, I still, (laughs) it's still right. Like, I I didn't do anything wrong. And it was a situation in one of those, again, you probably don't understand, but she was like, give me some time. Like, I'm ready to, well, let's get it right. Let's just fight through it till we get it. She's like, no. Yeah. Give me some time. Go away, go to that room. I'm going to go to this room. (laughs) And, and, we were not at peace, right there were peace and had that's been, a terrible feeling, right, and I was ready for it to end, yeah, like I needed it to end so that I could be peaceful again, yeah, or to be right or whatever, but uh, it was not it was not time for that yet. Um, but we want to make peace, and that's the second mm. question. <laughs> did you make peace in these situations? if so what did you what did you do? like what did you do to
2: make the peace? I did super excited about um how it ended out um, you know. Kurt talked about feeling justified. That's kind of how I felt in that situation. Just, you know, there were reasons why I didn't help out as much as I mm-hmm. could have. And, um, and then having this nagging feeling in my heart that I knew I didn't. And, you know, the Lord's on you and the Holy spirit and whatever. I wrote him a letter, wrote this guy a letter and, uh, apologized. And he reached out to me. Um, we met over at blimpies, uh, when it was blimpies, that's how long ago it was. <laughs> and, I apologize and, and truthfully he was so gracious. Mm. Um and he said, I felt what you were saying that you know I, and you know, we talked about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And when I see this guy now, it is as if nothing happened. Mm. And that that that's what we wanna live at peace with all people. Mm-hmm. And and that sometimes requires effort on our part to say, Hey, I'm sorry. I didn't get it right. You know, try to use, you know, I could use my wife and kids. I mean, mm-hmm. it happens, I just, I, I picked this, you know, that happens all, but we have to do this. It's not what to do this all the time. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of times we just don't get it right. And we're not thinking or aloof or we feel justified in what we did, but the Holy spirit inside us is going to that when you have that, like a piece you drill down, I guarantee you, There's, there's a, a place where you could have done better and you can ask for forgiveness, or at yeah. least, at least say you're sorry. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Long story.
0: No, that's great, man. Yeah. And, and peace does not make one week. Right. Right. Like peace yeah. is what we want. We want yeah. the re- re- uh, relationships to be reconciled. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's real similar. So in that,
1: in that story, so we had had this really, I don't know what day it was at camp. It might've been the Wednesday or something. And we kind of end camp on Thursday, but I think it was probably Wednesday. And we had that conversation and just later that day, again, they had they had deserved a lot of the conversation that they got. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just made them more angry, and I could see that. And again, I don't think I handled it well. I think I just probably didn't hear them enough or whatever it was. The next day, we were at breakfast. It was like that Thursday morning. We're just at breakfast, and I just see both of them. And it's the last day, so like, they had to decide, we're not going to go home because we're here. Whatever our parents pay for us, so we're just going to stay. But we're making everybody's life miserable now, mm-hmm. including our own and all these things. I just see them, and I remember these two students, and I was like, I just all of a sudden had this thought of like, I just need to go tell him I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, that was it. And so I just walked up to him and you can see both of them kind of being like, oh gosh, what what are we talking <laughs> about now? You right. know? And I just said, Hey, I'm, I'm just sorry. That is all. I was just like, I just don't know if I handled it well yesterday. I feel like I maybe said things in a way that wasn't kind or sorry, whatever. And, um, I was just, like, I am, I'm just sorry. And that was kind of it. Long story short that, Night, um, they both wanted to just talk to me, and like after we were done with everything, and they it's kind of, they like sat me down. This is students like sat me down. And they had both written a letter, just thanking me and thanking the camp, and like you could see a switch flip in them mm-hmm. of like night and day of how adamant and how um just antagonistic they were towards everything and even God to now like they're thanking me for the week that they had and what they had learned and they're enjoying all these things and and we're like hey you know they don't even live in Georgia by the way and Mm -hmm. they were like we would love to like come to Eastridge sometime and see Mm -hmm. y'all and just like all these kind of things um and that one of them told me they were like when you came up to us this morning we were we didn't know what you're about to say and when you said you were sorry it like they didn't even they they like talked about it with themselves later and they were like we were it was so unexpected. It was mm-hmm. so like why did he just apologize? We don't deserve to be apologized to, you know. Mm. But it really was a conviction for me right. like I need to tell them I'm sorry. Yeah. And and I really genuinely meant that and they I think that was maybe the first time they thought, "Oh, he's not just trying to get us to stay here and be quiet." Mm-hmm. Like maybe he actually cares about us or maybe these people here care about us. And yeah. It was just a it was a cool god moment of mm-hmm. uh, seeing mm-hmm. god work in a simple Yeah. Yeah, relationship.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Well, There are no simple relationships. It ah. feels like <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but particularly at home, and that's yeah. uh, you know the same antidote for all of these struggles is uh, apology. You know, at least owning our part of it, uh, and yes. that's what I had to do. I had to I had to eat crow and go, yeah. <laughs> While I did misunderstand, um, innocently misunderstood. Yeah, I doubled down and now was trying to justify yeah. the wrong um i was wrong like I, I did it wrong that was missed the mark i i i could do better uh but but the uh emotional stress i put on her was unnecessary mm-hmm. and i had to go and try to undo uh and the only way to undo is to say i did i i messed it up right. you know i did it wrong i'm not blaming you for your the way you feel yeah. i caused a lot of that and so yeah um yeah man just just saying owning it and 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 it's hard you know cuz Saying I'm sorry is not easy. Yes, when a lot of your identity is in not being wrong. You're right, and uh, and not that you know that'd be a terrible identity to have. It's not true,
2: and uh, it's more than that too. It's, it's you know a lot, some of it is because it's not just not being wrong, but but you did some things right. Right, you, you know, part of it there. was right. You <laughs> know, what some I mean? like, of it I'm like, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. some there yeah, right? is some, yeah, but but the part that's not wrong. It, it, it almost counteracts all the other yeah. part that was right it's yeah. not you a do, scale you can, can yeah, yeah, the, yeah. you
1: can do the right thing the wrong yeah. way too. That, exactly. you know, with the wrong rock. heart to rock. I think yeah. that's where I was like, it's the wrong yeah. motivation wrong Right. Mm-hmm. so yeah but apologizing as simple as it is that, that simple thing yeah. we all know this can be yeah. one of the most godly things to, to do mm-hmm. and one of the best ways to experience the Lord and his love and peace so.
0: Yeah. well the peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased mm-hmm. I know my part in reconciling with someone please god sure and then there's where there is where then the peace comes i yeah. think um if peace uh if part of peace really is the absence of now the warfare like the war has ended whatever that is or the war, the war is won by the armies in heaven or the christ on the cross or wherever it is that the battle is over yeah then there's peace it's almost like that with our relationships right like there's a little skirmish going on mm-hmm. and until that's settled right. there's no peace yeah. right there's just uh, an ebb and flow and a tug of war that's going on. So it gets us to our last question. How how does Christ give you peace now? Maybe not relationally with others. We kind of covered that part, but how do you have peace with God? How does Christ give you that now? In that He does, we know. How do you feel it? How does it manifest itself, I guess?
2: For me, in knowing I'm forgiven, in knowing that He— um, Loves me unconditionally. That gives me peace. It yeah. it, it, it almost gives you a margin for error. That like for so long I felt like as a pastor or even as a Christ follower that man I could never mess up. Even though I messed up all the time, I just felt this right. pressure all the time. Like and so now I, I, I'm way more peace with. I think getting older helps too. That, that mm-hmm. you realize man, life's way more difficult than you ever thought it was. Yeah, <laughs> but I have way more peace with who I am and. Uh, in my relationship with the lord that knowing that he forgives me not not in a, not in a way where i just do whatever i want that's not what i'm saying but in a in a, a godly holy way knowing that he loves me unconditionally that i don't have this pressure to perform all the time that mm-hmm. he i want i want to follow him i want to do what's right i want to, i want to i want to please yeah. him but the truth is he's pleased with me pleased with me because of jesus mm-hmm. yeah yeah
0: it, the words of of God at the baptism of Jesus. Right. And it right? comes out of the water, having done really no recorded ministry right. that we see other than 30 years of woodwork. Right. Mm. And what does God say? This is my son with whom I'm pleased. To, yeah. Like, But I hadn't done anything yet. Mm. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm just pleased, man. You're my mm. son. I'm pleased.
1: The nature of righteousness is God's pleasure in us. Right. Mm. Like, how insane that is! Say, it again. Say that again, John the, Piper. I want to hear name. it again. No, I'm kidding.
0: That I, I mean, sounded like a pipe. But thing. That's
1: something I've I've been studying actually this year is about righteousness and the nature of that and the the idea of peace and God's pleasure mm. are just wrapped up in that idea of righteousness. For the Jews, what they understood shalom mm-hmm. that was part of it, like being right with God. Mm-hmm. Like you cannot have shalom if mm-hmm. you're not right with mm-hmm. God. You can't have peace. And the same thing, like you're talking about, like mm-hmm. you're not right with your wife or you're not right with a friend or whatever. Like there's no peace when you're not right with mm-hmm. someone. And so, uh, Gary, you just nailed it, man. Like only through Jesus mm-hmm. can we have that mm-hmm. and be actually made, he's pleased with me. Not only am I right with him, he's right. pleased with me. And that's the nature of righteousness that he sees us mm-hmm. with pleasure as he sees his son. Mm-hmm. Um, that is incredible. Um, so for me, and I think about um, just how oh, does God give me peace? Because I was reading this the other day, so I just wanted to read it. Psalm 139. Um, this is Psalm 139. Starting in verse one, he says, Oh Lord, you have searched me and you know me. This is why, how could you be pleased with me? Because mm-hmm. you know me. Mm-hmm. Um, you perceive my thoughts from afar, you discern my going out, my lying down, you're familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, oh Lord. Um, other translations say, You you know all you know all things. Mm-hmm. And um, and the rest of that psalm is just about God knowing us and ordaining our lives. and being, But it's about God's sovereignty, and, and on, on the one side of the coin, it is that. It's like, I don't know how you could be pleased with me because you know everything about me. Mm-hmm. But on the other side of the coin, knowing the gospel of Jesus and seeing the beauty of this, that he knows me mm-hmm. better than I know me, better than anybody knows me, and we can hide from whoever we can't hide from God. Mm-hmm. And he says that too in the psalm, and he's still pleased with me in Christ, not because mm-hmm. of me, not because I did anything right on, you know, whatever, or checked all the boxes, because Jesus did. And um, that, to me, just remembering things like that, and knowing God and what His Word says about us, and just kind of laying on those truths, it's peace. And it's just, there are days, because I read that recently, and that was just, I had a time with the Lord in the morning that day of just going, man, God, thank you that you know me, mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. still want to know me after yeah. knowing me, that you would still want to know me and be pleased with me.
0: Yeah. In Christ. So. Well, like, just just to hear you say it, and I, I don't think about it like that, that he's pleased with me, right? Right. Like, when I think about someone's pleased with, I think it's something I've done. They've, oh, they're pleased with that performance. Right. They're pleased with that writing. They're pleased with whatever. Mm-hmm. But to think someone's just pleased with me for being me in Christ. In Christ, yeah. Um, that's a hard, oh, man, that's like a hard <laughs> yeah. thing to wrap my mind around. I mm. think when I think of the Lord, I think if I'm pleasing him, if I'm doing the right things, ah, right. oh, then he's pleased. Yeah. And and certainly I can grieve the Spirit if I'm in, actively in sin. But man, just that thought of in Christ, boy, just I'm a, I'm a pleasure to the Lord. Like, mm-hmm. that's a wonderful thing for me yeah. to feel this right now. And so humbling. Yeah. yeah, it just is. Yeah. So for those who are not in Christ, man, the... This is the gospel message. This is right. the plea we would have today for anyone who might be watching and and you're like I don't I don't feel that. I don't understand that. You can't apart from Christ right. like a, from surrendering to him saying I, I trust you. I can't do this on my own. Yeah. I cannot reconcile my my life to God. My sin is too I'm too wrapped up in it. And to just go, I, I turn it over to you, Lord. I trust in your son, Jesus Christ, and what he has done for me on the cross. And mm-hmm. I want to live in that peace. Like You can do that. You can have that today. We, we The only way we can have it and talk about it is because we trust in Christ. That's we right. believe in who he is and what yep. he's done. Yep. That this little baby, the, the <laughs> angels little talked baby. about and, and um, that the prophet wrote about, yeah. he truly is the wonderful counselor, the mighty God. The Everlasting Father and the Prince of Peace. Well, thank you guys for the conversation today. It's been good. Man, yeah. really heart heartwarming for me. I feel I feel a peace. <laughs> I feel a <the> peace. <laughs> yeah. Um, and encourage you guys to 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 have that peace as well. And uh, it is found in Christ. This is the best time of the year to find it. That's right. Um, and to offer it,
1: you know, hopefully that is a good, for any of us, mm-hmm. for any of you guys, if there's somebody maybe that you don't have peace with, if you've received that from the Lord, as you freely receive, freely give, and hopefully it'd be a good time of year for us to do that. Mm-hmm. Make peace with somebody that yeah. you need to.
0: And reconciling with someone is great, but if you know someone who doesn't know the Lord, they're mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they're out of reconciliation. Right. This is a great time of year. Invite them to a Christmas party. Invite them to one of the Christmas services. Um Here at Eastridge, we'll have Christmas Day services at 5 o'clock. Whole family's welcome. Uh, So definitely, did I get that right? Christmas Day at 5 o'clock. So you might want to be a part of that. Invite somebody to to that service. They're going to hear the good news Mm -hmm. of the birth of Jesus Christ and what he's done for us. So, Man, thank you guys. Appreciate it always being real. You guys are the best. Uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas Christmas to everybody. everybody. Uh, And for any any more information on this podcast or uh, anything in the series... Uh, the Advent Unexpected series. Mm -hmm. You can go to eastridge.church slash unexpected and get all the resources there. All right, you guys have a great Christmas. See y'all. Peace. Good peace there at the end. That was
1: good. Peace. Peace.